1: Hey everybody, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, A shout out to my producers for today, Mr. Benny Mathers, of course. Uh, at the helm for our AMFM distribution. And also we have David, who is making us all look great on Facebook Live. For those of you that want to kind of watch as we kind of roll along, you can go over to facebook.com transformation talk radio. Uh, Today is a very important show. I want to introduce you to two women who, when I think about what a journey means, right? Especially for me in my life and what I learned at a late age in life, I think about what happens when we have what Carl Jung called the spiritual awakening. Now, this is not a show about Carl Jung, but this is a man that was so ahead of its time and felt bad that he couldn't share everything that we are about to talk about today, But there is a part of this that if he was alive today he'd be sitting right next to these two women he'd be right there he'd be climbing the mountains of peru and who knows where else because one of the things he tapped into that we're hoping to bring forward resurrect is my language again is the power of our spiritual connection our power to the earth, our power to ancestry that was here way before we could even imagine. The power that takes us out of the boxes that we live in sometimes to realize that there is a force that could help us through everything. Today, Vera Lopez is joining me here today, founder of Spirits of the Earth Traveling Company, specializes in spiritual journeys, and boy, she is somebody on my radar for next year. A transformative teacher, shamanic minister, uh, andian priestess, and gets the direction of more than you can imagine, which we're going to talk about. I'm gonna let her talk about it today. I always draw a line when I introduce people between what we say on record and their spiritual energy, because that's a message from them. Linda Starwolf, of course, who has been on the show numerous times, founder and director and president of Venus Rising Association for Transformation and Venus Rising University. And that is what we could say is how you take spirituality and transfer knowledge. Both of these women today are about how to take both the lessons, the teaching, the ancestry of spirituality, shamanism, all that we intuitively feel, but are so afraid to experience. And these women are bringing it out in a time and a place where when I think about how they have come together and I'm going to be introducing you to their latest creation, Shamanic Mysteries of Peru. Can't wait. But I would be remiss if we didn't start this show after all of those great words if we didn't start this by tapping into the ancients before we start. And so I would love for you, uh, Linda, I would love for you to start this with a blessing. If you both are willing to do that, Vera, you too, right? Absolutely. I
0: inviting you to go ahead. We
2: I'm lighting some sage here in this abalone shell, and Vera's lighting her sage there. And we're calling in the sacred smoke of the ancestors. And then we're sending it out to all who are viewing or listening or tuning in energetically to this journey. We can call this an interview, but with Dr. Pat, it's always a journey. To this shamanic journey we're taking together that Vera and I have taken for probably collectively all of our lives together, but at least 60 years collectively or longer on a conscious path of shamanic transformation. And in fact, this beautiful feather was given to me by Vera as a gift from the Andes and also the beads. So I want to call in the energies right now from the east, the rising sun. Each new day is a new beginning. We can always start over again to call in the south, the place of the noonday sun, the busyness and business of life and that we are on our path and following our passion And calling the energies of the West, the place of dissolving in the sunset, the place of letting go when it's time to release, the place of the North, calling in that grounding, that knowledge, that wisdom, when we walk the full circle, the full spiral of life and death and calling in the gratitude for our lives and all our experiences, the light, the dark, no difference. And calling in the great above and all the ancestors who've already ascended, who are still with us and watching over us and loving us and protecting us, guiding us from the galactic center of this cosmos, invisible archetypes, all beings, high and low. We need their help more than ever right this moment, all around the world. And we call in the spirits from the great below. Mother Earth herself, Pachumama as they say in Peru, the great Earth Mother, the one who sustains our earthly lifetimes. And we offer her our gratitude and thanksgiving and last but not least I will call in in each one of our hearts with our eyes closed for a moment the great within the quantum field of existence our future selves our past selves our multidimensional selves and the shamanic spirit that lives in every being not only human but tree plant the green nations the earth the waters, all creatures, great and small. We all live within the great within and the heart of the great creator. God, goddess, all that is. Mighty. So it is. So it is.
1: <sighs> Thank you both. Thank you for that. Um, I wanna start out by first of all, thanking you for a lifetime of work. And we call it work because that's what the popular culture <clears throat> knows, that language of work. But I think the three of us know that we're we're here today because of calling, because we're meant to be here today doing what we're doing. I stopped trying to explain to my friends like what I do and why I do it. I just stopped. I think I stopped about 10 years ago when starting the network. I think I stopped because at that point they were getting ready to commit me. And <laughs> and I, I, you get to a point where you enter into a knowing and then the knowing is about sharing and trying to create a language that we can we can pay forward. And we're talking with you both today because you're sharing and you're transferring knowledge and you're paying forward. This energy, I'm going to call it an energy, when I talk about the shamanic mysteries of Peru, Mm -hmm. right? I I, I want to call it an energy. And it's fascinating for me because I never understood my attraction to South America. Mm. But then a hidden secret was revealed right before my uncle died. Because I never understood why all these people in South America had my name, my last name. And... The internet, of course, and ancestry, and I don't even know what you want to call it, this digital age shares information and knowledge. But my fear is we are going to forget some of the most powerful traditions. And I want to ask each of you this one question as we talk about fantastic book, by the way, let me hold it up here. And David, I think you've got copies of it. Shamanic Mysteries of Peru, we're going to talk about the mysteries, but I want to ask each of you this question. You cannot write a book like this without it somehow changing you. I mean, some people can, but I don't think that's you too. And I want to ask you, as you discover this and decided to bring this message forward, what changed in you? What were some of the most important energetic, as I like to call them, energetic spark plugs that hit you in a way you hadn't been hit before? I'd like to know that from each of you because I think part of that is the mystery. Um, let's start Let's start out with you, Vera, first, if we could, and then Star, Wolf, we go to you, Star, we'll go to you next.
0: Wow, uh, that's a, a great uh, question. Thank you so much for having us here. I'm gonna start by that. And uh, that's a very beautiful question because this is my first book. I have never wrote a book before. I do not consider myself a writer. It does not come easy for me to write. And um, I was with uh, Star Wolf in Peru in 2012. We had a beautiful big group there. And um, Star Wolf being a gift Uh, uh, Sears she looked and she said that is a book needs to come out Uh, let's do this together and I was very excited most of the people in the group said yes we needed to do that you need to do that and it took me all these years because she just invited and she stayed there holding the space and then it took all these years for us to go back to the conversation and of course something had to be uh, ready uh, in me and then started what happened to me while i was writing this book is that because i don't see the writer in me i had to really surrender and let spirit be the one to write the book and so i every time that i had to be in session going down in my heart i had to travel back to All these 32 years that I'm going to Peru, I had to go into different events, moments, experiences, ceremonies, teachings. And I relieved that again. And of course, that it is interesting when you are um, 62, visit so deeply an experience you had when you were 32 and say, wow, that was me back then. And I was already open and grateful and excited and now this is the me that look at and can learn from the sick from the 32 and from that moment all over again but from an eye of a, a deeper understanding from an idea to do not ask questions anymore because back then I was so excited and all these 32 years experiences, I was always wanting to know why and and, and now I don't need that anymore is to stay into full acceptance that each moment and each experience that I live with everyone that I share that, um, now I look at, wow, it is um, the secret And the mystery is it be in the present of each one of those moments. And now looking back, receive from um, a different uh, higher point of view and letting that um, translate the person I became. So I know that my life is the embodiment, is the... Is the wholeness of all these experiences. And by writing this book, I could realize that in a much, much deeper sense. Before Mm -hmm. it was just, oh, I have done that for 32 years. Now is I am that. I am all that I receive and live during those 32 years. Mm wow
1: that is that is so beautiful and really a powerful message for a time Um, because this is a time to be if not be become star wolf how about you i mean clearly you have been a mentor you have been a teacher and and in this role you know you have been somebody that has been a supportive shoulder if not embodiment of helping others bring powerful messages to the world you know as long as i've i've known you and as many times as we've we've spoken it has been um, one meeting after another that is so connective of hearts and souls. Mm-hmm. But even in this now, in the role of mentor, in the role of supporter, in the role of encourager, in the role of that which many of us long to experience, you know, the sound and the vibration of a high priestess encouraging us to move forward. What has changed for you?
2: I'll agree with Vera. The biggest thing is continual surrender. Um, And thank you, Dr. Pat, for the acknowledgement. I see you as a a shaman extraordinaire yourself (laughs) and uh, in your own way, your own powerful way, an encourager of others, especially with me. Thank you so much for that. Um, You know, I was looking the other day and I've authored or co-authored 10 books And uh, since 2005, for years before that, I had many people saying to me, why don't you write? Why don't you write? And I wrote all the time, but I just could, you know, I would write something and then I would start writing something else. And so it was more about my journaling, really, and then from that sharing. Um, And so how I started out writing was actually an accident, (laughs) you know, I started out initially writing back when I was uh, co-authoring with Nikki Scully, The Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt and the Anubis Oracle, um, (laughs) it was a channeling experience that happened because I basically lost my mind. I think I had to go crazy so I could write a book. (laughs) I I had to get out of my head and stop trying to, you know, edit along the way and just let the energies come through. And so Nikki actually took the dictation for everything that I said, wrote it down, and then with her great vast knowledge of Egypt, bring that into a form we brought in together, which went on to three, actually to three books, another with the shamanic astrology, Egyptian astrology with Ruby Falconer. But from that point on, I really learned that I had to get out of the way, that, you know, that I'll have this idea like, this needs to be a book. And then I asked myself, why? Is that an ego thing? This needs to be a book? Or why does this need to be a book and so i want to come back to vera for just a moment because i love respect and admire this woman as a friend as a co-leader co-facilitator as a co-shaman in the world and i've known vera for quite a while and i've you know had the opportunity to make this journey with her I've, i've gone to peru before i had the opportunity though to go with vera twice now and um to see the way in which she facilitates this journey is so powerful, and I said to her after the first one, "You really, you really must write a book about this because there are many, many people now. It's so faddish, you know, to go to Peru, but there, and there's many wonderful people who are going. But Vera has been going before anybody else went. Yeah. Okay. And so really, when she's just a little girl, <laughs> yeah, she's been going, and her heart and soul. She knows the people. So when we would go with Vera, it wasn't just another tour through Peru. Just like when I went with Nikki to Egypt, it wasn't just another. It was we were with the people. We were with the families. Mm-hmm. We They brought us into their family. They initiated us into their ancestries. They said, take this, what we're giving you, and take this back out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we were given special privileges to be at certain places at certain times, you know, away from the the Disney world of, of Peru now, you know, Mm. and so, and given the sacred um, opportunities. So in writing this for me, my part, my contribution, I feel like that my biggest contribution was encouraging Vera to say, bring your wisdom. And we didn't know about the pandemic was going to happen, right? But bring your wisdom for Pachu Mama and the great to help heal us. Right at this time, and and how we can't rely on, sure, we need our thinking minds, but we've got to go way out of the box of our thinking minds to the shamanic world to find answers for right now, mm-hmm. and this book is an example of that. So the last part I'll say is that in my own contribution pieces, they are from my direct experience of having been at certain places in Peru undergoing powerful shamanic initiations. They're not from my my brain, they're completely um, from the initiations themselves. And that's my contribution.
1: You know, there are no accidents. And, uh, and, and I want to say this to both of you. Um, I'm, a, I'm a kid from New York, I'm a girl from the Bronx. I, I'm a kid that grew up in the projects. You know, I didn't even know there was grass till we moved to New Jersey. Just saying. My dad cemented the entire backyard, right? This was so much a part of my blood. What was fascinating for me is if you go back into my childhood, how odd I was. How odd I was about what we're calling shamanism now. They didn't call it that when you grow up in the Bronx, they don't call it that. But it got me more visits to Dr. Jacoby at a very young age than you could even imagine. He was the psychiatrist, right? But here's what I want to ask you. This book is so rich. It is such a power. Even if people looked at this book and only read the first part, something will get sparked. And I wanna talk to you about this. And you know, Star Wolf, one of the things I wanna say to you is the role that you play is the role of high priestess for transformative media. Because you helping people get the message out now, that is something as women, we have to remember to do for each other. We have to remember to help each other. Because what you're doing is you're creating a landscape for millions to step into. And I love what you said about, Vera, about your journey. Because... I'm getting a procedure tomorrow. Let me tell you why I'm getting a procedure. I didn't share this on air with anybody. Benny doesn't even know this. I'm getting two procedures, one now and one in 2021, because on my list to do was go to Peru. All it said was that. It didn't say with who, it didn't say where, but it said go. And there are a couple of other things that came to mind. One of them is not going to make any sense to you two, but I'll tell you what it is. It I just got to say it. Pick and eat makaroo from the highest place on the planet. Now, to be honest with you, I don't know if that's something that's going to happen, but here's what I want to ask you both. We have got to find a way to help other people through these mysteries, through Mm -hmm. what you're sharing, Vera. We have to find a way. Mm -hmm. I know for us, our technology's finished. We're going to go from two channels to 10 next year. Mm -hmm. I know for me, this procedure is going to allow me to go to Peru. Mm -hmm. And at the end of 2021 or early 2022, there's a calling that's drawing us. I want to ask you, Vera, about this. When we're talking about the mysteries, the shamanic mysteries, they do not go down easily. They are not forgotten easily. Somehow, just when you think we're forgetting, Vera Lopez writes a book (laughs) along with Star Wolf helping. So here's my question for you both. Why now? I mean, I know for me, I stopped trying to answer that question. I I just have it on my, it's on my radar. You're going to go to Peru. You're going to to visit these places. You're going to be with people, right? To prepare me for whatever is next in my life. Mm. But this is a book and these mysteries are calling forward to everyone. And I want to ask you this as I go through this. Is it the high priestess? Is that, is she calling us? Are we talking about that? Or maybe the serpent of light? Are we talking about that? Or are we talking about, you know, the places of the gods? Are we talking about that? So let's talk about some of these mysteries. And from each of you, I'd like to know today, because I think it changed, who's calling us forward and what are they asking to, what are they sharing with us to ask us to move forward, Vera?
0: Mm-hmm. You are so right, because it changes. The calling and who is calling keep changing. And I have witnessed that during these 32 years. Today, who is calling today more than ever is the divine feminine. So the Mother Earth, and she's using the uh, high priestess of Machu Picchu, and she, in association and powered by the serpent of light, is going out and evoking especially those that are connected to their heart. Because you need to be connected to your heart to hear. Like you said, you know you need to go. You heard the calling. You don't You don't know why. And by now, you are not even questioning why. You just know that you know, and you're following that. The serpent of light is her purpose is really assisting us in awakening the memory of who we truly are. And that's what Peru is all about. There is something that is so sacred in that land that invites people to go back to their divine self over and over and over and deeper and deeper and deeper. So the serpent of light is activating, awakening. The light within so we remember who we truly are so that's the the most concise way to answer your question
1: mm. we're going to get back to that too because i'm going to take a deeper dive and talk about the serpent of light for a minute but i want to go to you to Starwell, for a minute you know you are the soul for me of this spiritual shamanism you're the soul of modern day shamanism for me you know there is something you bring forward that vera you could stand upon this and feel confident feel safe to write the book and then invite other people in because you know when you write a book like this that is so spiritual so full of invitation right that is a bold act Mm -hmm. for you Star Wolf, I am curious about this from your perspective. Who do you hear calling? Who do you hear calling today? Because I know it changes. I know I read this book again today. When I read it the other day, it wasn't The Serpent of Light. When I read it today, it was The Serpent of Light. So that's why that question came up. How about for you, Star Wolf?
2: Well, it's interesting because I have to, I have so many different lines coming in from so many different (laughs) mysteries. I have to say, excuse me a moment. I've got to just put you on hold briefly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's kind of, you know, the, the archetype, the deity, the <laughs> ancestral lineage of the day. Uh, and I, I say that laughingly, but also with great reverence. I am, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you just a quick story if I could. Please. Uh, Um, I'd I'd love to see you interview Shama Viola sometime from Dom and her if you've ever heard of Dom and her but Shama is a very dear friend of mine and she I sponsored I've been sponsoring her to do reincarnation weekends um, online with me and with some people and where we and I'm doing it too I'm going through reliving and healing these past lives and so we just finished one this weekend and you don't know what your past life is going to be but um, they have oracles people who are oracles in Dom and her who work on it for a long time for six months or something before they come back and give you this new snippets at you and then you work through it. Anyway, it, it turns out this piece that I had uh, that I worked through this weekend was actually from Africa, but it was a, um, a shaman in Africa that I was, where I was trying to get the message out to people. I was doing these things. I wasn't heard. Uh, and basically I ended up having to just leave and, and go off by myself and live in caves and live to be very old and would do healings here and there around the way. And I had to learn to work on subtle energies behind the scenes, and um, I had such grief. I cried. I got in my pool last night and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed because the people weren't listening. The -hmm. people weren't listening, and I thought, how do I feel that way again? You know, I think that's why I feel so, in some ways, divinely driven in this lifetime, that I have always felt, all the way back with my ancestral teachings with Grandmother Twyla, the Seneca Nation, uh, and other elders, that this is the times we are waiting for. Yeah. This And, we, and we're and we it. Yeah. There's nothing from the sky gonna drop in to save us. We truly are, it's cliche now, but we are the ones we have been waiting for. And there's many, you know, tag, we're it. Motley crew that we are, okay? We never feel prepared. We never feel enough, or at least that's me. And yet, if I figure who am I to debate that, if they said, tag, you're it, Star Wolf. And I'm like, me? They're like, Doctor Pat, Vera, okay, we're it. This is as good as it's gonna get. Um, but I think the big thing is, is that our hearts are open. Here's the qualities we share: our hearts are opening, and we're listening. We're not saying this is the way it is. We're listening. We're being guided. It's not ego-driven. We all have our egos. We know that. But the work that we bring through, we're praying, please let this come through as something not just for me, creator, but for my loved ones, for Pachamama, for the world, omatakuyasa, all our relationships. So the, the one that voice for me that is called the most, and I love Machu Picchu. I, I mean, it's you go there and it's like nothing you've ever witnessed or experienced before on this planet. Um, maybe on others, but not this one. But the voice that calls me the strongest is um, from Pisac, and um, it's up on top of that mountain range there, and you hike up, and it's it's actually higher than Machu Picchu to the area, um, and I think if I'd known that, I probably wouldn't have hiked up there because it's around between like twelve to 15,000 feet, and I'm... <sighs> that sort of thing
1: i'm telling you i'm getting this procedure done here tomorrow right. and then in May, april because i'm all over that thank you Sorry. for the warning to get Just my breathing to get it, intact get it, get it
2: going because yeah. you'll want to go up here Yeah. because what they said that at the top of this um this landing up there it's the ruins of the old temples up there of the priestesses and the priests that were astrologers and the seers and the one who were looking to the sky, who were able to read things astronomically and astrologically. And then they could guide the farmers, they could guide the people below about what to grow and what crops to grow and, you know, the, t- uh, the turning of the tides and uh, all that sort of thing. But also they were reading the energies from there. And then there's a, a bench there called the seer's chair. And I've had the opportunity now to sit in that chair twice. It's just a bench. And both times I sit there, I feel completely myself transformed into the priestess sitting there and being the one. I don't know if it's just me picking up on, on who was there, an ancestor, or if I actually sat there. I feel like I sat there as a priestess, as a seer, and that I could see what was coming. And my heart just breaks open with grief with joy with uh seeing with an inner knowing and i and whether it's the lack of uh, being able to breathe or um just being there i'm teleported to someplace else and i come back from there extremely altered and changed with a dedication to continue to do my best to see and to share with those who have not climbed the mountain or those who are getting ready to climb the mountain, to also
1: become seers. Yeah. yeah. See, this is what I love about this. Um, we're going to talk more about this, but before we do, I want to just, I don't want to go to a, a official break. I want to hit a pause button because I would love folks to find out more about, how, first of all, how do they get a copy of the book, Vera? And then I'd like to know how they find out more about you and you, you as well, Star Wolf. You know, one of the things that I love is when people hear us talk and they're watching us on social media, it's one thing, but then when they get to visit you either on Facebook or on your websites, they really get to lean into the energy of your life's work So how did they get a copy of the book? Let's start with that. And then, Benny, we have three copies of this fabulous book to give away, Shamanic Mysteries of Peru. And there's a couple in here I really need an explanation about for myself. 1-800-930-2819. Three copies of this incredible book. Um, But Vera, how do we find out about you? And then Star, how about you?
0: Uh, Well, it's easy. I I have one main website that uh, from there, you know, that is guiding you in different directions, but it's spiritsoftheearth.com. So it's it's spirits with S, spiritsoftheearth.com. And from there, you know, you can access my Facebook and uh, my mystery school that I'm uh, teaching, the Shamanic Mysteries of Peru, so that is a good place to go and find everything else. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, and Star Wolf, how about you? And for those of you, this is, if you're not familiar with my reference to Star Wolf, Linda Star Wolf, but I think I've called you a million different names, either correctly or incorrectly over 16 years. So you will, you will forgive me in advance, won't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So the best way to reach me is
2: shamanic. Breathwork.org, and that's what I'm actually most known for. I'm the creator and founder of ShamanicBreathwork.org, and um, if you go to that page, you'll be able to find Venus Rising Association for Transformation, which is my nonprofit that's been serving the planet for 30 years, and that's been um, bringing forth a lot of different works. Um, and you mentioned the book that you know, the Shamanic Mysteries of Peru. Um, I want to mention our publisher which is Inner Traditions and yes. Company, which is, if anybody knows anything about, um, the, you know, the spiritual shamanic traditions, Inner Traditions Baron Company has been around in, uh, for a very long time. And they really are the leading uh, publishing company really in the world for this genre of work. And um, I, I just feel so blessed. And I know Vera does too. And uh, amazed that, that they will continue to... to seek us out to publish these books. And they've actually said to me about 10 years ago, Star Wolf, you uh, are in touch with such amazing quality people. Uh, If there's anyone that has the, you know, you feel good about in that way, let us know. And I said to them, Vera Lopez. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I, I tell you what. Because of that, it is so inspirational for me. The one question I get asked by every publisher, and let me give a let me give a shout out. You talked about Inner Traditions. Let me give a shout out to the relationship that Manzanita and Linda have created, and the other uh, publicists at Inner Traditions. I mean, you know. This is the way we keep the vibration high and we we keep remembering who we are. The other thing I wanna say is when you go to shamanicbreathwork.org, when you go to the website, please take a look at Venus Rising University. Just go over there and take a look. Because the first time I was introduced to this body of work by Star Wolf, I, I was just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm this is the way we can share and transfer knowledge. So thank you to both of you. And as I said before, Benny should be busy, 1-800-930-2819. And David over on Facebook, who's working with Benny, we've got three copies of this book to give away. So let's make sure we do it. Um, I wanna get back to a couple of things, but this is for me in, in the hour. That's why I'm not going to breaks and I did a little mini thing right there. There's so much to share in the book, right? There's so much, Vera, that you put in here. I was like, what? What is that journey? And wait a minute. Through the three worlds, what is that? I have no idea except to know that you two had to be channeled here. And the pictures and the imagery are just beautiful. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you this question. I look at the forefront. I've never questioned my path. You know, people around me may have, and sometimes I put one foot forward and maybe it's not my best, but I'm so clear about that. I don't always know how I'm going to get things done to give the people out there what they need. I don't always know, but it is through these conversations. I want to ask each of you this question. If you had to pick one or two shamanic, mysteries that are calling us now in this world globally i'd like to hear from each of you which one has tapped you on the shoulders today start with you vera Mm. i know you could pick two but i i just think that there's there's one there's one there's always one that whenever i pick up a book again it's not the one i read two days ago Mm. i'm just curious to hear what you're feeling
0: Mm. Mm. Yes, it's uh, very difficult for me to pick uh, one or two. But I would say that, um, to me, the Indus cosmology and connection with the three worlds, that is the Ukupacha, that is the inner world, the underground, the Kaipacha, that is this dimension, and the Hanapacha, that is the nirvana and the gardens and the portals, gardens that are the snake, the puma, the condor, this trilogy, this um, three portals of wisdom is what I would pick up to, to really start it because each one of these levels of consciousness takes you to a shamanic journey itself. And so much is there to teach us or to remind us of that medicine and that wisdom, so I would journey on in the book. Actually, I we have guided meditation to do these three portals, and it makes very easy to connect to it and um, to allow the the animals and the medicine of each portal to then offer you know the one journey, their own guidance. So I would pick this this uh, the in this cosmology.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Boy, there's mm-hmm. a lot there, too. Mm-hmm. Starwolf, how about you? You know,
2: the, I have to go to shamanic breathwork for myself. Yeah. Um, shamanic breathwork is my spiritual path. And what that means is for people who don't understand what it is, it's about connecting with the one thing, um, you know, that it's the first thing we do in life. When we come into life we take the breath and say yes it's the last thing that we do when we leave which is let go of that last breath and say goodbye and in between all those breaths that we take is what we call life but so often we are dissociative we have soul loss from trauma from tragedies uh, from the way we were raised, from the environment but all the different ways that we lose parts of ourselves And at some point, we hear that calling that you spoke about, Dr. Pat, and that Vera knows and that I know, and that all those who are listening, and maybe sometimes it takes something tragic or an abrupt awakening, and maybe it's not as tragic, but for whatever reason, all of us that go on this journey hear something because we need to hear it, and we have an awakening because it's our time and it's our destiny, and we then have the opportunity to answer that calling or not. So my calling has been to breathe and to take the breath work all around the world, to Africa, to Egypt, to Bali, to Peru, and to breathe there and to acknowledge the shamans that already live there and their wisdom and their knowledge and to graciously and gratefully receive their blessing and then to bring our blessing back to them and to the land there through the breath. So we as a people who go on these journeys lie down and breathe together on the mountaintops and, you know, um, in the caves, at the seers' chairs as we're up there, or in Machu Picchu in the the shaman's hut, wherever we are, and on the the ground in Moray, we breathe and we go into the shamanic breathing, which is very easy to do in Peru. A few breaths and you're in that journey. And from there, then whatever spirits individually need to speak to each person speak to them
1: yeah you know what i love about this because there's so much to talk about and that's why i say what is calling forward and now because an hour from now it may not i want to talk about one thing in particular in the book that seemed to be calling to me not just today but over time, like months now, months and months, and I have to investigate what it is. And it's a symbol in the book. And mm-hmm. so in the book, you have a, a, one of the symbols of the cosmology in the book, right? And you talk about the Chakana. Did I say mm-hmm. that right? Yes. Should I pronounce that right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and I have been fascinated by this for about a year now. Mm-hmm. And yet the imagery in your book pretty much says it all Mm. and so when I looked at this and I started to read about this and I started to read about how I'm relating to it energetically to the four directions right Starwolf right to the four directions to what what is run in each of them and what is calling me I don't know that the people know the mystery or the decoding that you call it in the book Can we talk about that for a minute? Because I'll tell you what, I I read this section over and over and over again for myself. And I asked myself, why are you so drawn to this, Mm. Pat? What is it about this? First of all, it was the image. But second, there was something about this that has been holding on to me for a year. Vera, I'd like to know your perspective because it's a powerful symbol. I'm calling it a symbol. It's a powerful symbol, but it's way more than that, I think.
0: Mm. Yes, it, uh, the shakana is such a powerful uh, way to visualize the endless cosmology and all these different portals and dimension, And it is a sacred geometry. That is, uh, there is many layers on to, into the shakana, but it, sacred geometry is you're going to be reading from, uh, if you you are in the south you're going to be reading from one perspective so if you go to each of the directions if you then uh, look at the triangle or or the square or the circle in the middle uh, or the um the steps it, it is all about levels and levels and levels of consciousness and actually there is a, a great uh, series of teachings that take us in, into all these steps inside of the shakana. But what I feel you are being uh, invited to is to dive into because it's like the shakana takes you in through that center yeah. and then you breathe in and end in, in one location. And what is this? It's almost like the medicine wheel where you enter one portal and it's going to take you to specific teachings. The shakana is that spaceship that you, once you are in, you allow that ancient wisdom because the Indies is very interesting. The Indies people, they were so connected. You know, if we're going to think that, okay, there was no distraction back then. They are high in the mountains. And, and as the Star Wolf said, the oxygen, the lack of oxygen yeah. makes you alter <laughs> very <laughs> easily. And they have no no distractions. Only spirits is speaking through all kinds of symbology. They was very good in to the symbology, and the shakana comes out of this interpretation and the knowledge of reading the signs from heaven, and bring that to earth so this so above and as below is in the shakana is pay attention on the movement of the stars and how i bring that to my everyday life and what they teach me how they guide me and it's so that's why i feel we were so connected because it's you're so recognizing this spaceship what takes you to advance levels of wisdom and is a ongoing communication that you've received from it. Yeah, but, um, thank you for
1: that. Uh, we don't have enough time for me to talk more about some of the experiences on here, but I want to go to you, Star Wolf, because this is something so important that I want people to get. And having both of you together and both of you in the co-creation process of this, it really takes an energy that individually, you're powerful on your own in the transmission and the reciprocity of this, right? So, but together, this is really about a different kind of reciprocity. This is really about a shamanic consciousness of reciprocity of energy and healing, at mm-hmm. least to me. And I want to get back to you, Star, because learning the hard way and not knowing anything about this, there's something about breath work. There's something about it that my language, not 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 you guys, not your language, but mine, there's something about it that accelerates. It accelerates the messaging, it accelerates the healing. And I think it is something we used to do in walking the earth. We used to practice this in just being a species in the earth and man, I'm afraid Star Wolf Vera, I'm afraid if we don't remember the power of this, oh my God. You know, we are sitting here waiting to exhale most of the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Star Wolf, how do we do this? How do we literally take in everything in these mysteries and, in my language, accelerate?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, let's just take a big deep breath right now
1: <laughs> instead of holding <sighs> our
2: breath. Like you don't worry about the technology is this coming across on it just you know let's all just relax for a moment and take a breath you know every moment the breath is given to us you know we don't have to ask for it it is given to us but we can find ourselves holding our breaths because we're afraid of change primarily that's the only reason to ever hold our breath and to stop breathing Is to feel that we're afraid of what's going to happen and that we clam up and that we feel the trauma of what's happened to the earth. You talked about the divine feminine. We talk, you know, the trauma of what has happened to the feminine and to the masculine as well. But right now it's up in the zeitgeist around the the feminine and it needs to be, you know, with Black Lives Matter, with all lives matter, with everything that's up right now, with the pandemic, everything that's going on. We all, need to breathe more than ever before and people who maybe don't really understand what we're talking about and say well well of course i'm breathing i'm right here i'm breathing if i wasn't breathing i wouldn't be here but what i have learned from 30 plus years of doing breath work you know what i have learned is that most people are not fully breathing and if we're not fully breathing we're not fully alive and if we're not really breathing we're also cutting off the help that's all around us. We're not able to hear. We're not able to sense. We don't have the heightened senses of smell and sight and inner seeing and hearing. We're not connected to our hearts, our bodies. We lose kind of our animal nature, but we also lose our angelic celestial natures. In other words, we lose our human nature the, uh, the, the elemental nature of earth, but we also lose our supernatural, our super nature, mm-hmm. And when we lose contact with those things, we have soul loss. And these special places, like the sacred places that are, have been protected and are still preserved in Peru and other places around the world, here in the United States as well, you know, but also in our own hearts are still alive, We just need to breathe. So this has been my commitment is to, and that's why I call it shamanic breath work, is because it's about reactivating our inner wisdom keeper, our inner shaman that knows how to do what you're doing, Dr. Pat, who says, I'm listening, I'm getting these procedures, I'm going to Peru, (laughs) okay? I don't have to know the why or even the how. I just need to know that I am going, Mm -hmm. And that it will unfold because I have opened my heart to it and I'm being called and I am answering the call. So for me, the shamanic breath work and the breathing is all that I need. And quite frankly, I believe it's all that most people need. You know, there's a lot of other ways to get high, so to speak. But the breath itself will give us the information.
1: It's encoded. Yeah. And you know, what's so refreshing now in a lot of medical guidebooks, a lot of those books, they are going right to breathwork now. I mean, it was a cold day when you even saw anything about that, right? But Tell now me. you're right. So somebody's learning something. Um, I want to thank you both before we. Uh, I, I can't believe that this hour has gone so quickly. There's so much here. I want to go back and again Vera with you. Thank you for today, Star Wolf. Thank you. Please let folks know how they get a copy of book and how they find out a
0: little bit more and a lot more about each of you, Vera, if you would. Uh, well, the book is online. So if you go uh, Amazon or, or uh, other places on, online, we'll give you the link if you enter Shamanic Mysteries of Peru and it's coming out on December 15th. Yep. So I believe that this year, more than ever, uh, that we are connecting uh, with distance friends and family. This is a great gift from the mm-hmm. heart for people to embrace it during this journey that we are in and getting into the next side of the, the, the light. Um, and I am in spiritsoftheearth.com spirits of the from there you can access the um indian mystery school that is going to be teaching a lot about the shamanic mysteries of peru and other works that i do all my sacred journeys are there and uh, i am very grateful for being here uh star wolf told me so many beautiful things about you thank and you. she was right she was right it was delightful to be here thank you for the wisdom that you offer that you bring into the sacred circle so this can become really uh, um, attractive people can hear because you are the one that is guiding that listening so thank you so much for having Mm -hmm. us here
1: thank you and by the way i should mention one of my favorite parts of the book that we didn't get to talk to is building with intention so i hope you come back so we could talk about how purposeful right? How purposeful this was. Star Wolf, how about you? Again, let folks know how to get a copy of the many books you have, but also how they can find out more about you. Well,
2: shamanicbreathwork.org and we have all of our books listed there and lots of other good resources, uh, including facilitators uh, such as Vera all around the world. Um, And you can always order directly from Inner Traditions. You can go to Amazon, you can go to, uh, you know, other uh, booksellers, um, you know, I, if you look on my Facebook page, uh, Linda Starwolf, you'll see uh, my mom holding her copy, my son holding his copy, you know, everybody's getting books for Christmas, uh, you know, look at other things too, but they're getting that. Um, and it's a gift, you know, I like to say it is a gift that will keep on giving. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I also want to say uh, thank you, Dr. Pat, thank you for having faith in me. And for those first interviews all the way back when I lived in Fairfax California all those years ago and for the good work that you do thank you for listening to your shaman within
1: views expressed on this
2: program are those of the host guests and callers and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station its management or advertisers you're listening to transformation talk radio